New Thinking Aloud, conversations on the leading edge of knowledge and discovery with parapsychologist Jeffrey Mishlove. Hello and welcome. I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. Once again, I'm going to be interviewing myself. That's me, Jeffrey Mishlove, the renowned host of the New Thinking Aloud interview series. Well, that's also me. Our topic today is going to be raising your vibrations. And let me begin by asking you, Jeffrey, how did we come up with this topic? Thanks for inviting me once again, and thank you for asking me. It's an interesting topic. It's not one that I've really been thinking about much lately, but Recently, I was listening to the original tape recording made in 1986 when I took the psychokinetic training of Ted Owens, the PK man, about whom, of course, I've written the book, The PK Man. And in it, Owens was asking me, I've told this story before, but I found a new nuance as I listened this time. He was asking me, what do you want to do? What is your goal? What would you like to achieve with psychokinetic abilities? And he had also prefaced that by saying, how this training will work is you will raise your vibrations so that the space intelligences, the entities that he maintained were the source of his psychokinetic power, can communicate with you because if your vibration is too low, they simply can't reach you. Which, of course, is an idea that you find in many different esoteric systems regarding, for example, communicating with higher intelligence, communicating with angelic beings, communicating with the divine, communicating with saints. And so, in my answer to Ted Owens, I said, I would like to raise my vibrations so that I can become an effective communicator about the realities of parapsychology to the public at large. Now, within a few weeks or months after having taken that training with Ted Owens, I launched the original Thinking Aloud series on public access cable TV. Eventually, it grew beyond my wildest imaginations. We were out on the satellite being carried at one time by maybe 120 public television stations, the small ones, however, all across North America, U.S. and Canada. So, I think I managed somehow to achieve that ambition. And of course, what I'm doing today on YouTube with the New Thinking Aloud series is also a reflection of that initial ambition I expressed in 1986. Incidentally, we have now had over 10 million views of the New Thinking Aloud series on uh, YouTube. I'd love to see it grow to over 100 million. So, maybe I need to raise my vibrations even more. Fascinating story, but what does that really mean to raise one's vibrations? I'm thinking of one of the best songs ever written in the history of pop music, Good Vibrations. And I understand that the lyricist and the composer, Brian Wilson and Mike Love, 
were thinking in the terms of the New Age consciousness, which was uh, emerging at that time in 1966 when the song was written. It was the era of flower power, and they were actually thinking of telepathy. The Notes on Wikipedia. I don't normally trust Wikipedia, but in this case, I do. They wrote that Brian Wilson's mother had told him that dogs bark at people with bad vibrations. So, it must have something to do with the uh, emotional level. If you walk around angry, if you walk around uh, full of vengeance in your heart, I, I recall watching a movie once about the gangster Dutch Schultz, and he was being shot to death. And throughout the movie, and at the end, he's mumbling to himself, dirty rats, dirty rats. That's an example of low vibrations. But high vibrations does suggest kind of an elevated emotional tone, for one thing. People wonder sometimes, why is Mishlov always smiling? Why is he seem so happy on this program? Doesn't he know life is so serious? And yeah, perhaps I do seem too happy <laughs> at times. But maybe it has something to do with the level of one's vibrations. But there's another way to think of it as well, and that has to do with intensity, with power. For example, electromagnetic vibrations, the higher the vibration, the more energy is contained in an electromagnetic signal. Cosmic rays and gamma rays and, and so on are higher in vibration, more vibrations per second. So, uh, there's something to that. Okay, that's quite interesting, but isn't there a mystical dimension when we think of vibrations? I'm thinking, for example, of the Baal Shem Tov. He was the master of the good word or the good name. And it's said that his prayers would be answered because he had the ability to reach to the highest of the heavens where God could hear his prayers. I'm glad you brought up the Baal Shem Tov, because it relates, of course, to my uh, wonderful dream that changed my whole life of my Uncle Harry. Uncle Harry came to me in a dream. I probably hadn't seen him or thought of him for 10 years or more. Now, I wasn't grieving because I didn't know Uncle Harry had died. I only learned about that after the dream. But when I awoke from that dream. I was in such an intense emotional state I've never experienced before or since, waking up from a dream, crying, but singing, singing one of the most sacred songs in the entire Jewish liturgy, Avinu Malkenu, for those who are interested. But it was such an intense experience. It was realer than real. And so I asked for a book to be given to me in memory of Uncle Harry at the time. And it was sent to me, Uncle Harry's favorite book, The Tales of the Baal Shem Tov. And it was only then, at the age of about 25, that I realized that my great uncle Harry, along with his sister, my grandmother, came from the area in Eastern Europe, and um, I think it was probably known as the Russian Pale at, at the time. It was really under Russian influence. It might have been Belorussia. It was the area around Poland, Lithuania. <laughs> Borders changed often at that time, but they were near the village of Lubavitch, 
which is considered one of the centers of the Jewish Hasidic tradition, where they follow in the footsteps of the great rabbi Israel Baal Shem Tov, the one who seemed to be able to have the mastery of the good name. He could speak the name of God, and God understood, and God heard. So there's that sense of raising one's vibrations as as well. It's about manifesting. Another interesting thing, since <laughs> since you bring it up, yes, I did. I brought it up. The tale of the Baal Shem Tov is that he, according to legend, he had a, a wagon, draw, a horse-drawn wagon, and he and his followers would get into that wagon at night, and they would fly through the sky and visit distant lands and go on great adventures. One wonders, what was that all about? Was that astral travel? Were they actually physically flying in the, in the wagon? That seems almost impossible to believe, except for the UFO tales. And people, people I know who claim they've been given rides in, in UFOs. That may be another example of higher vibrations. It's, there's always the UFO connection when one thinks about people like Ted Owens and also Uri Geller. You're suggesting that raising one's vibrations has something to do with manifesting in the world, achieving your goals, but even accomplishing things of a parapsychological nature, a psychokinetic nature, and something related perhaps to the manifestation, appearances of UFOs, or even the ability, let's say, to bilocate or to transport oneself psychically, perhaps astral projection, perhaps uh, what my friend Doug Marmon might call soul travel. Yeah, I, I think it has something to do with all of that, it does. Now, the question remains though, hold on, it's my job to ask the question, so I'll do that. The question remains though, how does one raise one's vibrations to that level? How do you accomplish it? You seem to have done it, but I, can you articulate anything about it? I'm going to have to reach deep, and I'm really glad that you're here to ask these kinds of questions. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think this is a great format for the two of us to probe more deeply than you would otherwise do in one of your monologues. Or do you mean you would otherwise do in one of your monologues? Well, maybe we would otherwise do in one of our monologues. Okay, but aren't we getting a little bit off topic now? Because the thing I'm sure our viewers would like to know is how does one raise one's vibrations? Hold on, I'm the one who's supposed to be asking the questions. How does one raise one's vibrations? Well, to be honest, I'm not sure exactly what, what I can say about that, but, but let me reach deep because I think cultivating thoughts of higher consciousness helps. Okay, but now, as I think about it, there's something else in the back of your mind, isn't there? It's tickling me. It's about the video that was released today. We're recording this on Saturday, January 23rd, 2021. And today is the day that we, that's right, we, 
released the classic reboot with Dr. Walter Semkew, in which Dr. Semkew and I, or do you mean me, either one of us, it doesn't matter, let's not get too confused here, but we discussed the notion that Semkew first proposed and I have consistently rejected that I was William James in a past lifetime. Okay, I rejected it, but you see, I'm inspired by that thought. And that has something to do with raising one's vibrations. Now, can you go a little deeper with that? Yes, you see, thinking about the people who inspire you, the role models, the, the people you would like to be like, the ones you want to emulate, the ones whose lives have meaning for you. It could be the great saints. It could be a religious figure. It could be an intellectual hero, which is what William James has been for me. Although I have to say, I admire more than just his intellect. He was a courageous human being. Being inspired by such people is a way of raising your vibration. Yes, and in that interview with Walter Semkew, as I recall, you discussed a procedure. It was first reported, as I remember, in the great book, Psychic Discoveries Behind the Iron Curtain, published in 1969. What a great year, incidentally in which they report on the work of the Russian psychiatrist Vladimir Rykov. They called it artificial reincarnation. Let's talk about that. Yes, artificial reincarnation was a hypnotic procedure where Rykov would give his subjects the hypnotic suggestion that they had been so-and-so in a past lifetime, that they had the talents that that person exhibited in their lifetime. It might be a great painter, a great musician, a great artist. And when they would come out of trance, their abilities were enhanced to a remarkable degree. I've actually witnessed something quite similar to that uh, in my work many years ago, back in the 1970s with the uh, great inspiration of my life, Jean Houston, the psychologist who is still incidentally quite active today. She had a, an assistant, if I remember correctly, by the name of Marianne Twombly. Um, apologies, Marianne, if I'm mispronouncing your name, but Marianne was a composer and a pianist, a good one. But Jean would tell her, go into trance and you're in trance and now, uh, I want you to play a sonata in the style of, and she'd pick a composer, I think at random, Mendelssohn, let's say, and Marianne would come out of the trance, and a minute later, she's at the piano playing a lengthy composition she's composing on the spot in the style of that great composer. That's an example of the power latent in each of us if we can reach deeply within ourselves and bring it out. Now you're getting at a very interesting paradox associated with the idea we've introduced now of raising your vibrations because you're suggesting that it's not in order to receive something from outside of yourself, like the space intelligences are going to give you miraculous powers of psychokinesis, but rather you're going to find and discover that power within yourself. 
you know, when I worked with Jean Houston and how I have to say, I really love that woman. She's uh, probably, I met many great teachers, but I kind of think of her as being right at the top. But uh, this is back in the 1970s when I attended a, a three-week program that she hosted at that time called Dramanon. The idea of the Dramanon incidentally relates to the maze in the uh, great cathedral at Chartres which is incidentally a topic of a current discussion being released, uh, I think, before this interview will be released with Betty Kovacs on uh, the High Middle Ages, the spiritual awakening of the High Middle Ages. But I digress. The point being that Jean had a wonderful exercise we used to do as a little chant, and it went like this. I'm in the middle of it. It's in the middle of me. I'm in the middle of it. It's in the middle of me. Now, that was a chant, I have to say, that involved the raising of one's vibrations because, yeah, I'm in the middle of the universe, but the universe, the whole universe is in the middle of me. That's the kind of thought that helps one to raise one's vibrations. And I'll give you another one. As well, I recall the um, comedian, Lord Buckley. He had this wonderful routine. For those of you who haven't yet been exposed to Lord Buckley, he was sort of a hipster comedian from the 1950s. He portrayed himself as this British gentleman, but he spoke in uh, the jazz patois, black jazz patois. <laughs> it was sort of a mind-blowing combination. And his best routine, I think, was called the nag. Now, the Naz was his reference to Jesus of Nazareth, and he's talking about the miracle where Jesus uh, creates uh, bread and wine. And uh, so, Jesus is telling the assembled people who are hungry and thirsty, he says, raise up your right hand, and they raise their right hand. And he says, raise your left hand. And now they've got their hands both up in the air, and Jesus says to them, dig infinity. And Lord Buckley says, and they dug it. And that's when the miracle occurred. So, thinking about infinity… <laughs> And our relationship to the infinite, that's another way to raise your vibrations. I recall another interview we've done recently with Serena Roney Dougal. It was one of the best interviews with her. I have to encourage our viewers, if you haven't watched this interview on the psychophysiology of the yoga chakras, it is well worth watching. But at the end of that video, if I'm correct, <laughs> I hope I am, it might be part of a different video with Serena, but I think it's that one. She talks about you, the idea that you are what you eat, and she goes into her dietary habits. It's, it's beautifully done, and she explains why she's a vegetarian, because that helps raise her vibrations. Yes, that would be another way to think about raising your vibrations. Her point being, if you're eating a lot of meat by um, animals, meat, of course, that's what meat is, meat of animals who are full of fear, 
when they're killed. And so their body is flooded with fear hormones. And that's in the meat that you're eating. That's going to affect your emotional tone. And uh, not to mention all the chemicals that they uh, feed those animals before they are executed and prepared uh, in the slaughterhouse. So, yes, there's so many different levels at which you could consider raising your vibrations. Well, is there anything else you'd like to bring up in, in this discussion before we close? Yes, let me say one other thing, and it's about healing. It's about sending out healing energy to the planet. I know that we're planning to do more interviews on that topic. You mean I'm planning to do them? Okay, you're the host of the program. I'm the guest. I may not be here. Well, you're always with me. I know our roles get confused from time to time, but the point is this. The planet needs healing. How can our vibrations be higher than the planet as a whole? We're embedded in this planet. And I think one good way to raise one's vibrations is to send positive, loving, healing energy. You can visualize it as like a golden light or a pink light or a white light. Uh, that's one way to do it, but there are many other ways. You could uh, listen to beautiful music and send thoughts of peace and love and healing that way. But in particular, send it to people and situations where you feel it's needed. And it might be in particular people who consider you an enemy or people who you might consider an enemy. You know, uh, occasionally I get negative energy. Uh, thrown at me for various reasons. And the temptation is to send it right back, double, you know. <laughs> but I, f for what it's worth, it may not be the best method, but I like it. It's the, sending positive energy to the people who send me negative energy, not sending negative energy back to them, but send positive energy to help soften, to help heal, to help evolve all of the harmful thoughts that are uh, in our planet. If we all were healers, why imagine how this planet could change? So, that's my final thought for this interview. And I, I want to thank you very much for being such a gracious host. Who, me? Yes, you. You really are an excellent host. And I understand why people like being interviewed. It's better. It helps me to bring out my own thoughts better than if it were in a monologue. You mean it helps me to bring out my thoughts better than if it were a monologue. I'm the guy doing the monologues. Okay. Have it your way then. But let me just say to those people who are watching or listening, thank you for being with us. Wait a second, that's my job. I'm the host. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for being with us. <laughs>